48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Vulnerable people will be able to get a COVID booster shot from next week, but one expert says it might be wise to wait. A former student leader pleads guilty to a national security charge and a money laundering count. An excess of lead is found in drinking water at a private building for the first time since testing was boosted. The government has announced that from November the 11th, COVID booster shots will be available for various high-risk groups, including people with compromised immune systems and those aged 60 and above. Bookings will open on Friday. Francis Sutt reports. Officials at cancer patients, transplant recipients and those with AIDS can get a booster as soon as four weeks after the second dose. Medical workers and airport and hotel staff, meanwhile, can get a third shot six months after the second jab, as can the over-60s. Government experts have recommended that people opt for BioNTech for their third dose for a better immune response, though people can still choose Sinovac if they want. Officials estimate that 1.86 million people are included in the priority groups, though they admit they only have 1.7 million beyond tech doses left. Here's Health Secretary Sophia Chen. Right now, we still have enough stock, but we'll uh, monitor the situation. And in case, you know, it is uh, running low or running out, then uh, obviously we will procure, you know, enough vaccines for people uh, who need it. As if everyone will be offered a third dose in future, the health chief said authorities will keep monitoring the situation. University of Hong Kong epidemiologist Ben Cowling says the government's zero-case strategy means there's little need to get a booster at the moment. But he says that could change if there's a, co- a fifth COVID-19 wave. If the government's confident that they can keep a fifth wave to be small and relatively short-lived, then I, I think we can maybe postpone the third doses until we're ready to have a different strategy like the Singaporean model of living with the virus because that's when we really benefit from having high vaccine coverage in the community. Um, But if the government's a little bit concerned that maybe a fifth wave could be larger, could be more difficult to control, uh, could have a lot of infections in the community, then I think the third doses would really be a priority at that point. The Centre for Health Protection today reported three imported COVID-19 cases involving people flying in from the United States and the United Kingdom. They all carried the L452R mutant strain and had received two COVID jabs. Former student activist Tony Chung has become the first person to plead guilty to a national security charge. Richard Pine reports. Chung pleaded guilty at the district court to the national security charge of secession, as well as a money laundering count. He denied a second money laundering charge and one of conspiracy to publish seditious material. Chung said he understood and agreed with the case against him after prosecutors said he used his role as the leader of the group's student localism to publish seditious messages on social media and told activities and protests with secessionist intent. They said he used a PayPal account to collect funds to sponsor his illegal acts. Judge Stanley Chan noted that the prosecution and the defence had reached a plea bargain. He said the two charges Chung denied would be kept on file. The case was adjourned until November the 23rd for mitigation, a background report and sentencing. The government says excessive lead has been found in drinking water at a private non-residential building in Wan Chai. The water supplies department says it's the first failure since testing was enhanced four years ago. Here's Wendy Wong. The Water Supplies Department says the samples collected from the Wan Chai building contained 17 micrograms of lead per litre, which is 7 micrograms higher than the SAR-permitted standard. It's told the building manager to fix the problem and to tell people there to use alternative sources of drinking water in the meantime. 
The department refused to review the exact address of the building, but said it would closely follow up the matter and provide assistance if needed. It's the first time a sample has failed to meet freshwater standards since the launch of the Enhanced Water Quality Monitoring Program four years ago. The launch of the program in 2017 came two years after a tainted water scare that affected 11 public rental housing estates. A task force concluded that leather soda joints were the cause of the excess lead that had been found in the drinking water. And a look at the weather, mainly cloudy, one or two light rain patches in the morning and at night. Sunny periods during the day. Temperatures between 24 and 28 degrees. Moderate easterly winds, fresh offshore at first. The outlook, it will be rather warm in the coming couple of days. One or two rain patches in the mornings and at night. Sunday will be appreciably cooler later on as winds strengthen from the north. Temperature now 25 degrees, humidity 80%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says she hopes her planned northern metropolis will give people more time to spend with their families and more quality sleep. Natalie Ching reports. In a speech to the Global Conference of the Alliance for Healthy Cities, Mrs Lam said the government will try to ensure that the new metropolis is self-contained, adding that this would be a first for a new town development in Hong Kong. She explained that with some 650,000 jobs envisaged in the metropolis, residents would not have to travel into the territory's existing urban areas for work. When I am driven from the urban area where I live into the uh, new development to attend a meeting, to officiate at a function, I will always see the buses coming the other way, that is from the new development areas into the urban areas, and uh, the majority of passengers on the bus are falling asleep. So you just imagine if we have more jobs in the areas where these people live, they will have an extra hour of quality sleep in home and not on a bus. As well as more opportunities for work and sleep, Mrs Lam said the new metropolis will also boast country parks and wetlands for the people to enjoy. Instead of just going for intense urbanization, which was Hong Kong's uh, approach previously, We are very serious about achieving better urban-rural integration. So for the first time, the Hong Kong ASEAN government has pledged that we will resume land. We will resume private land in order to create these integral country parks as well as uh, wetland parks for the people of Hong Kong. The CE also said the government will be adopting a far more proactive conservation policy rather than simply drawing up plans. The UN Climate Summit has turned its focus to finance, with firms controlling trillions of US dollars in private sector capital promising to help fund the global transition to green economies. Hundreds of the world's biggest banks and finance companies have joined an alliance designed to shift financial backing towards net zero projects. Campaigners have questioned the speed and sincerity of the commitment, but Britain's finance minister Rishi Sunak insisted it would work. The Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero has now brought together financial organisations with assets worth over $130 trillion of capital to be deployed. This is a historic wall of capital for the net zero transition around the world. What matters now is action to invest that capital in our low carbon future. 
In sport, the Atlanta Braves have claimed their first World Series in 26 years, where the 7-0 went over the Houston Astros in Game 6 at Minute Maid Park. Jorge Soler hit his third home run of the series, a go-ahead three-run drive in the third off Louis Garcia. Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson also connected. Max Fried threw six shutout innings in the signature pitching performance of the championship series. At the helm for the underdog Braves was manager Brian Snitker, an organisation man for four decades. He was asked how it felt to win. Surreal. Um, I spent the whole game not letting myself, especially when we scored runs, not letting myself get ahead of things because knowing how quickly things can change. Um, now it's, it's really, really good. Really good. Um, yeah. Uh, my wildest dreams. I had never thought I'd be sitting up here talking to you guys. Next to football and Cristiano Ronaldo scored two goals, including an injury time equaliser, as Manchester United drew two all with Atlanta in the Champions League. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's United are top of Group F, level on points with Villarreal. The uh, point here tonight is very important. I've said if you win your home games and you get a result or two away from home, You'll go through. You, you cannot question the uh, the attitude to never give in. The holders Chelsea have taken a step closer to the last 16 after Hakim Ziyech scored in a 1-0 win at Malmo. More from the BBC's Vicky Sparks. Not a stellar performance from Chelsea, but they got the job done, eventually. The winner tapped in by Hakim Ziyech 11 minutes after the break, following a superb delivery from Callum Hudson-Odoi. But up until that point, the Swedish champions had frustrated Thomas Tuchel's side, who had plenty of possession and shots on goal, but were lacking penetrative quality and were relieved to see Antonio Cholak's acrobatic volley flash wide at nil-nil as Malmo began to dream of a shock upset. Once Chelsea took the lead, though, they never looked like relinquishing it. It could have been more. Thiago Silva saw an effort cleared off the line but in the end one was enough for the defending European champions. Juventus and Bayern Munich also secured places in the knockout stages. Now this year's Operation Santa Claus fundraising campaign kicked off this evening with a ceremony here at Broadcasting House. The annual charity drive is jointly organised by RTHK Radio 3 and the South China Morning Post and has been a fixture in the festive calendar since 1988. The Financial Secretary, Paul Chan, was the guest of honour for the opening of Operation Santa 2021, joining representatives of the 18 worthy causes that we are supporting this year, as well as donors and our ambassadors, singers Paco Chow, Candy Wong and Christelle Consonay. The Director of Broadcasting, Patrick Lee, and the SCMP Chief Executive, Gary Liu, were officiating guests. Here's a taste of the launch event. you are here in person tonight. My name is Alison Howe and I'll be your host for this very special event this evening, the opening night of Operation Santa Claus. People all around have been deprived of connection during the pandemic and I am honored and glad that we're gathering here tonight to do more for the less fortunate. Last year, OSC raised $17.42 million and supported over 11,000 individuals in our community all while the activities were largely socially distant and remote. That is incredible. You think you own whatever land you land on. The earth is such a dead thing you can claim. But I know every rock and tree and creature has a life, has a spirit, has a name. 
We are honoured. All of us beneficiaries are honoured. Why? Because you have put your trust in us to be your hands and your feet to serve the underprivileged and the marginalised in Hong Kong. OSC is a force for good, and OSC is very much ingrained in our community. Hey, SCMB, RDHK! It's really an honor to be here uh, speaking on behalf of KPMG, a longtime uh, supporter of uh, this anchor event uh, in Hong Kong where we're raising funds uh, for the needy. And, uh, you know, with COVID, we know that it's so difficult uh, to raise funds as NGOs. And I, I sit on a few NGO boards and I really have to get my Rolodex out and uh, really call as many people as I can um, just to be able to raise funds. And, you know, with this anchor event uh, uh, of uh, Operation Santa Claus, is much-needed funds uh, for all the beneficiaries. Yes, the spirit of giving is alive and well here this evening. And I'm confident that through Operation Santa Claus, it will inspire another memorable year in bringing donors and beneficiaries together, in bringing us all together. Thank you. Gentlemen, we are ready for the officiating ceremony, so let's see, shall we? Let's hit it! It's official! Operation Santa Claus 2021 is underway! Thank you so much, everyone! Wish you very Merry Christmas from my heart Wish you Merry Merry Christmas from my heart those were some highlights of the Operation Santa Claus 2021 launch. Over the past 33 years, OSC has raised more than $330 million and 320 charities have benefited. If you would like to get involved this year, go to our website, oschk.org. Finally, a reminder of our top stories tonight. Vulnerable people will be able to get a COVID booster shot from next week, but one expert says it might be wise to wait. A former student leader pleads guilty to a national security charge and a count of money laundering. And excessive lead is found in drinking water at a private building for the first time since testing was boosted. And that's tonight's news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
From host Planet Suites, that's uh, Jupiter, the bringer of uh, jollity. Jollity, is that the word? Uh, how you doing? It's, uh, where are we? 18 minutes past 11. Actually, that was a fantastic piece of work that uh, Gustav Holst put together. All the different planets. There was, of course, uh, Mars, the bringer of war, and uh, Venus, the bringer of peace. A guy called Ken Russell, director of Note, decided one day that he would uh, put the Planet Suite to video. Uh, I think it was the version by the Philadelphia Orchestra conducted by Eugene Ormandy. I'm not exactly sure now, but they did show it here in Hong Kong back in the 80s. I recorded it onto a tape machine. Uh, I loved the idea. I thought the concept of it was absolutely magnificent. The sad thing is the timing was just so much out in places, which is a real shame. I'd love to, not only me, but I'm sure other people would love to have a go at doing that again. Let's move on into our second hour of our musical magical mystery tour. This one from Matthew Southern Comfort. I came upon a child of God. He was walking. 